Hello, and welcome back to the Self Healer Soundboard. Today's episode, we're going to talk about being misunderstood. The last couple of weeks, we've been exploring connecting with our truth, speaking and living into our truth, which for a lot of us begins when we go through a spiritual awakening or connecting to that disconnection between that deeper truth and how we're living. We also explored a practice of pausing to reflect so that we can center ourselves or be connected again to what that truth is. So now, of course, here we are living, breathing our truth into the world, and we are met with misunderstanding. So today we're going to dive into how to navigate being misunderstood when we're living, breathing, and being our truth into the world. I think one of the most beautiful things about being misunderstood is it's one of those things that we can actually expect. And when we expect to be misunderstood, when we really surrender to the reality that we are going to be misunderstood, there's a lot of freedom. There's a lot of empowerment in the same way that we've talked about here on the podcast and how I like to look at what we'd call setbacks or failures or self-sabotage even. Each of those are things that will come on your journey, whether it's a healing journey or just a life journey or existence itself, rather than avoid those things, we can learn to practice accepting them and really expecting them. So much like failures and challenges that we expect in our lives, being misunderstood is 100% an expectation that we can really all open ourselves up to in an empowering way. I love that. And I think, Jenna, that's an amazing place to start. Um, you know, why do both of us feel so affirmed that this is such an inevitable part of our journey? And the reason is, is because truth, right, is is so incredibly subjective. We are all in our minds, our brains. One of its main functions actually is to make meaning of the world around us. And of course, the meanings that we're making are informed by our past lived experiences, by the things that happened, by the thoughts that resulted, the feelings, and so et cetera goes on. And again, understanding that, essentially to put it simply, we're all creating our own truths. It's a, it's a living, breathing action. So understanding that no two of us, even those of us who grew up in the same homes as siblings, and I know Jenna, being a twin yourself, you have kind of that more kind of objective or that believed similarity. And the reality of it is no two humans, to say it really simply, have lived the exact same experience. So when we talk about reconnecting and sharing our truth with the world, to speak to your point, Jen, of course, there's going to be other humans on her journeys who have a different truth that's relevant to them. So who may not be able to see from our perspective. And again, simple reason being because we're all on a unique journey and we're all making meanings and creating our truth right alongside of that journey. What you think is out there in the world is actually a model that you've created in your own consciousness. So this is where I get that really affirmative empowerment from expecting to be misunderstood and expecting that all of us are going to be and have been misunderstood in our lives. Because as you're saying, Nicole, 
we each have our own view. We each have our own reality. We also, just like we spoke about last episode, each have our own unique truth, our own unique essence. So what I'm perceiving out there in the rest of the world is just a simulation of the world that I have created from my own perspective, my own disposition, which has been made up in the beginning, yes, 100% all from my past until I begin to really one, become aware of that and own that, and then start to chisel away at practicing being present, looking at my thoughts, looking at my patterns, looking at my behaviors and seeing, oh, that longstanding pattern or even self-sabotage behavior that you've had for three decades, Jenna, isn't you. It's a behavior that you have that comes from somewhere. And the somewhere that it comes from is the model that I've created in my own consciousness that is the lens for which I view the world. So if we're talking about, you know, the the practice or the embodiment of being misunderstood, the first step as, you know, we continue to explore week after week on this in this conversation is really getting connected with with us, with ourselves, with our truth, with our perspective, um, ditching the expectation again that even those who somewhat lived a similar experience probably aren't going to have that ultimate same truth. And now again, it is very natural as we're getting more connected with our truth, we do, there is a very instinctual part of all of us, um, I believe at least, that does. And so many of us have been actually conditioned to look solely or only outside of ourselves for that affirmation. Um, we don't yet trust reality as we say it, or we don't yet feel confident. So what we do is we look outside, we, we look to share it with someone, a loved one, and we desperately feel like we need that affirmation to make our reality real for us. And again, a lot of this originates as it did for me in childhood, where a lot of us never learned um, that space of, of self, never learned how to sit confidently in what it is for me. And most of us have looked outside of ourselves for that confirmation for so very long. So when we're talking about the practice of being misunderstood, of course, that first step is, okay, what is it? What is my truth? And how can I begin to speak that truth, understanding compassionately that there might be part of me that wants someone to acknowledge it for me, though that ultimately it's, it's my job, it's my work to provide myself, even if you are someone who has historically looked outside of ourself, it's our job to find that confidence for us. The feedback from this episode, episode 39 that we keep referencing is titled, Are You Living Your Truth? And the feedback and the response, even just in, we released it two days ago. It's now Tuesday. We released it on a Sunday. And it's been incredibly empowering. I keep using that word though. It's, it is clearly a theme for me right now and is so consistent in this work and kind of on the other side of this work, when you do choose to go through the rainstorm and, you know, go right through the brick wall and surrender to those things that are challenging to us. And for me, that was speaking my truth and really owning, you know, I am transparent. I share, I've always expressed my journey along the way, not just in these last three years since we've been working together, but really my entire life. And 
I realized that now I'm at a new point, a deeper place in my own healing where I can peel back even further and become even more of a witness to realize that even what was my truth that I had been expressing this whole time was still going through a filter. And when you acknowledge that, even me just saying that publicly to myself and also here in this conversation, it unleashed a sense of being in me, a truth in me that was so felt by people who listened. It wasn't necessarily even feedback to the content of what we were talking about in that episode or around being and living our truth. A lot of the feedback that I just found so incredible was that people felt it. A lot of people listened a few times to that episode because they felt it in their body. They felt a connection to the words that we were speaking and they felt a sense of being that was their own connection to themselves. So we definitely recommend if you haven't listened to episode 39, I highly suggest going back to it. I think it will be a great compliment just to this episode even, because as we talk about being misunderstood, well, usually it's you following or seeking your truth that is the path less traveled. So if you're on the path less traveled, then there are far less people who are going to understand you or think that they understand you because you're going against societal norms. And so much of that truth all of that truth really resides in you, in your essence, in your soul, in your being, which is in this vessel of your body. So it's really learning to be present and beginning this practice of tuning and dropping back into our physical selves, into our heart, into our heart consciousness. Which, you know, when we apply that then practice to the application of learning how to be misunderstood, right? It's not only being confident in speaking that truth. It's how do we then deal with whatever reaction it is that we might receive to that truth. And to speak to your point, not only, you know, societally do I think that, you know, honesty and and sharing kind of some of these more raw, deeper, vulnerable truths is kind of against the grain to use your language. What I know is when we're sharing truths or new truths um, within past or ongoing relationships, it is really uh, destabilizing because if you're sharing something anew with a person that has known some aspect of you in a particular way for however many years it has been, and now they start to hear something new from you or start to experience you in a new way, it's going to, again, be at minimum outside of that person's expectation. You're doing something new. They're hearing a new aspect of you. You're sharing a new feeling. You're being in a new way. So the longer the relationship, the more those expectations have piled up over time. So now when we're talking simply about shifting or changing, embodying this truth in our relationship, we're talking about moving this now relationship into that unfamiliar. So we are going to, when we talked about it being inevitable, here's another reason why you probably will feel that resistance from people around you who, what they're now hearing, how they're now experiencing you in whatever way it is, is again, bringing up the unfamiliar in them. And what they might then react from is defense. Um, they might not be able to, at least in that moment, welcome what this new truth is for you, because for them, it's not only is it outside of their expectation, it's 
probably bringing them into a completely unfamiliar new territory with you, which for a lot of us, as we now know, can be very, very uncomfortable. I actually kind of see a function in being misunderstood for me that has um, allowed me to feel safer at a distance with other people. So what I mean when I say this is, for those of you who have heard um, me speak about my childhood and my past, um, have probably heard me share, you know, feeling at my core really emotionally alone because in a very real practical way, I was. Um, I had adults around me who were stuck in their own fight or flight, dealing with health crisis after health crisis. And as you know, as we teach here, when we are locked in survival mode, being emotionally attuned to another human, even if it's a little child that we you know, very well intentionally want to show up lovingly and supportingly, it's very hard to do that. For me, that that is what I know at my core. There was always part of me that felt very emotionally different, um, very separate from my family. So to speak in our language, that distance had been my home, my emotional familiar home for decades upon decades, meaning emotional closeness, being felt, having someone reflect me back to me was not an experience that I was familiar with. So it brought up very real fears, risks of being emotionally connected, because of course, on the other side of that connection is what I had lived my whole life, that disconnection. So to avoid risking right that, that pain, I did what a lot of possibly even people out there listening have done, which is I've kept that distance. So in a very real way, I felt a home in this idea and this badge of no one gets me. It made sense for me of why I felt so emotionally distanced from the world around me. So now, of course, right, understanding that, having these moments of reflection, I still see in many moments to this day where I know exactly where to find evidence of misunderstandings. Um, I know the, the social media pages. I know the articles. I know where I can really see evidence of me being misunderstood at a global scale. And not only right, do I kind of cycle in this focus on how much you don't get me in, in our relationship with you, Jenna, I see myself doing that at scale where I can go and ping and find confirmation of how alone I am, of how misunderstood I am, of how different I am. And for me, it's really learning that distinction and that nuance right? of you know, for me, Nicole, this is you now protecting yourself. You're feeling vulnerable. And for you, it feels safer to be distanced, to be misunderstood, to almost get myself wrapped up in a cyclone of how misunderstood I am. And again, understanding that for me, that became or that formed out of a protection. How some of us might be rel over relying on being misunderstood to keep ourselves at a safe emotional distance. Just recording this podcast is helping me in real time now just peel back and witness as I'm speaking from a different perspective and really try things on differently and realizing how much we all weaponize being misunderstood. Because as you're saying, Nicole, you know, being understood by someone means connection, right? Well, for little Jenna, connection is terrifying. Connection means one, you're eventually going to leave me. You're definitely going to abuse me. And three, I'm going to spend a lifetime crying or suffering from it. That is what connection inherently means to me. That's what I learned connection to be. Now, as a child, yes, you know, I mourn and grieve for little Jenna, also little Jay, I've got you now. And it's my job as big Jenna to 
unlearn that, to know that I am safe now and to create safety and to create safe connections. And I can see even in our relationship and in, I said this to Lolly this morning, actually, you know, you don't understand. And we were talking about Jake who died and she told me, you know, one of the reasons that Jake died was part, was my enabling. And I, and if you're hearing that and having a reaction like I did this morning, just hold some space for a moment because it definitely, it hurt my heart. It felt like a teardown and it hurt so much because I also knew that it was true. I can own and take responsibility for the fact that, yeah, in this last year and also, you know, just my behavior with my family, there was such a, a codependent connection and such a hope and a desire and a need to be understood, to be connected. So that connection came to fruition now, not in the same violent abuse as when we were younger, because I'm also thousands of miles away, but it came through sort of pacifying and people pleasing and fawning and enabling by not having boundaries, by still being there and thinking that, you know, by sending Jake money, knowing deep in my heart, probably that he's using it for drugs, but he's made up a really good story and alibi and I can't break through it. And at the end of the day, I want him to know I love and support him. So I send him that money. And I see that consistently, not just with money and that action, but in so many different dynamics with my family. So when Lolly said that to me this morning, it was incredibly sobering. You know, after I took a moment to like be really hurt and walk away and cry a bit, I went back to her and and then said, you know, well, you don't understand. Like, how can you tell me that you understand what it's like to have a brother who is addicted or a brother that you contributed to enabling something that led to his death? And, you know, she sat there and told me, I do understand that. And I, to be honest, got pissed off and was like, you, one, don't have a brother. And two, no one's died. So, please help me understand. And though the exact variables weren't the same, it didn't have to be a brother. It didn't have to be a death. It's the same traumatic environment. It's the same chaos. It's the same violence that, you know, she also experienced that does have an understanding. And what was right there that had me repel back and say, no, you don't understand. It was an innate primal response of fear that if you did understand, it means that we're connecting. I'm understood. Well, that's real love. That's what love looks like. That's what support looks like. And that in that moment felt incredibly threatening, especially when we're talking about a situation that very much impacts little Jenna. You know, it was little Jenna who's been watching for the last 25 years. My older brother struggle with addiction and put us in unsafe situations and really, really suffer. So the person that was responding in that moment too wasn't me now in this collective present response versus reaction. It was a very wounded, sad, and grieving little girl who felt a lot of safety in being misunderstood. I didn't want that connection. I love that you're you're bringing up, you know, Lolly, and I think that, you know, other people, uh, close loved ones on our journey, and when we're talking about being misunderstood, I do also want to highlight how 
having a perspective outside of our own, having that loved one who, you know, shares time and space for us. And again, a vantage point that isn't the blinders or the life as we see it um, day in and day out, that can be incredibly helpful information. So when we think about sharing our truth to the world, you know, we're sharing and we might hear back an alternate reality, like Lolly shared with you this morning, um, an alternate version. And this isn't to say, you know, as we're talking about standing in our truth and learning how to be misunderstood, this isn't to say that anything anyone else outside of us offers us is to be, you know, shut down or, or ignored because there's no truth in it. Because someone who isn't us, again, they can offer us a much more objective vantage point than we're able to see ourselves. So the goal is back to that kind of self space that I was describing earlier, where we're in our truth and we can be connected, is so incredibly important to hear from the world, right? To listen to, especially when it's coming from a loved one who you know has our best intentions to hear what they have to say. Doesn't mean that we then blindly take it as our truth. We actually take it, and this is the visual I have. We take it, we go back into our home space, whatever that looks like for us. Our moment of silence, our moment of meditation, when I'm stretching my body and I feel most connected to me in my heart space, and I try that truth on for size. I say, you know what? It might have caused tears. There's been many things that both you, Jenna, and Lolly have said to me that were very, are very painful realities that all parts of me want to fight. However, it doesn't mean that I take <laughs> and it. Have. I don't take it right because you've said it. I then sit in that pain of curiosity. Then I wonder, you know, and I try on for size and I try to see from your vantage point what it is you see. And on one or two painful occasions, that was very helpful for me. Having a perspective just one or two of myself <laughs> helped me grow right into something that was closer to who I am. So again, just to be clear, it doesn't mean we sanction ourselves off. We put, you know, our fingers in our ears. We don't take any feedback from anyone because I know my truth. That feedback can be so valuable, can be a blinder that we're not able to or ready to see for ourselves. And again, the pivotal, the empowering moment here is choice, is learning how to receive, hear everyone's opinions, everyone's truths, whether they're about me or not. And then having that sacred space or practice or ritual where I ultimately get to decide. It might be a painful choice to take that reality and try it on and see the truth in it, though it's my choice. It's not because Lolly or Jenna or someone else or a guru told me. It's because I, I saw it myself. And now from that empowered position, I now can choose what I do about that truth. <laughs> When someone else shares something with you, like we're referencing here, you know, those times I've shared something with Nicole or Lolly has or Nicole or Lolly have shared something with me. It doesn't exist as my truth. It's not true just because they've said it and it's true for them. That is their vantage point, which is something I want to touch on in just a minute. But that that's not true until it resonates and hits over here that I've decided it's true for me. And it's not like a magic wand where I'm over here, you know, a victim to, oh, suddenly now this truth is out there in the world. No, you get to declare. In fact, you you have to declare. It's your choice what is and what is not true for you. This conversation about feedback and, you know, the idea that everything, you know, can be valuable feedback. I really strongly believe that everything 
is valuable feedback. Every experience you have is so golden because it's either feedback that is helping you see a blind spot that you couldn't see before from a different vantage point, or you realize that the feedback that you're hearing from someone else, the truth that you're hearing from someone else really doesn't align with you and your truth. And that may be the case. Now, why I think that is still so powerful is because it gives you feedback and information about your relationship with that person and your experience with that person. Are they in alignment with you or not? Are they in alignment with where you're going? And if they're not in alignment, that doesn't mean that they're better or worse or lower or higher than you. None of that exists. They're just here with you and you get to choose the people that are here surrounding you. And it does really service you and in turn the rest of the world when we're choosing the people around us who are aligned. If what we're aligning with is that truth, it is our true self. It's this highest version of ourselves that we're all tapping into and beginning to create with our lives. So back to that note on vantage points, uh, this is so perfectly timed as the universe would have it um, because today I, earlier this morning, you know, pulled up, was on Instagram posting stuff for soundboard and pulled up Facebook and my Facebook memories popped up, which I love. I love revisiting on this day, you know, my past journey. It's a really great reflection piece for me. And it also teaches me a lot about me. Some really consistent things that we're speaking of now will show up in a Facebook status update from 15 years ago. And it reminds me of me. It reminds me who I am. And this one photo in particular is a photo I took uh, maybe five years ago. And it's this beautiful sunset picture of this older woman picking up rocks along the beach at sunset. She has this beautiful white hair tied into like a top knot in the top of her head and this beautiful wrinkled tan skin and her collecting rocks at sunset against this incredible sky was magical to me. It was so serene and her presence felt so gentle. So I took this photo that I think is so beautiful and I was there with a partner at the time. We were only together for a few months. I think very quickly after this trip, actually, we went separate ways. And I remember turning around and running back to him and sharing this photo with him and saying, you know, look at this photo. And he said, yeah, I know it's so beautiful. I'm I'm really frustrated and annoyed. I was actually taking the same photo that you're taking. And this woman kept ruining the picture. And it struck me so intensely and so immediately in that moment, how differently we saw the world because that woman and her presence and the feeling and the chills I had in my body, just being there and sharing that moment on the beach with just her and the sun setting and the waves coming in. I made up in my mind that she was collecting heart rocks because I see hearts and collect heart rocks and have for decades. And the very thing that drew me to it and had me feel so resonant and connected to her spirit and her being was the very thing that annoyed this partner at the time so much and frustrated him so much because it destroyed the perfect picture that he was trying to create. And it was like a light bulb just went off in that moment that our mindset, our disposition, how we view the world is entirely ours for the choosing. If I choose to see beauty in the world, then beauty is what I will see. If I choose to 
be peaceful and be a peaceful person, I will see a peaceful world. If I'm violent and hostile, I will be in a violent and hostile world. Both of those worlds are the same world. However, it's my choice and my disposition of how I view that world that creates my truth for me. And part of why that is so powerful and why I'm sharing is that while you're you, listening or watching this, there are 8 billion or so and growing other yous out there with their own simulation, with their own model of the world that they've created in their consciousness. So how could you not be misunderstood? If you've got, say we have 8 billion people, that means you have 8 billion truths in the world. You have 8 billion models and simulations and vantage points that people are viewing from you're going to be misunderstood by pretty much every other person in the world except yourself. So when you expect to be misunderstood and really surrender to the feedback and the beauty of that misunderstanding, in the same way I've learned so much about me and myself, even just listening to Nicole speak, as we've been sharing on this podcast and realizing how much I've weaponized being misunderstood and, you know, really pride myself for finding people who have also been the black sheep and making that my common denominator of community, though I've also got to be really honest and real with myself that I did that. And then I'd go leave and find another one because I was still afraid of being understood. If you actually turned that misunderstanding into understanding and connection and love. And I was on a plane and I was out of there. And I think just to kind of, again, bring this full circle and re-emphasize when we're talking about ditching the expectation that you're not misunderstood or expecting to be misunderstood, this doesn't mean going in with our armor on in defense of our truth. It's a very different way of being peaceful um, acceptant ourself about our truth in the world, as opposed to going in again with, with the sword up, with the shield up and battling for really learning how to be so connected with our truth and so confident in it that we are open to outside feedback because we know ultimately that we have the choice. Um, we live day in and day out with ourselves. We are the one peeling back the onion. And for a lot of us using those moments of misunderstanding for clarity, not only within ourselves, but possibly within these relationships and the future of many of our relationships. And when we learn how to have or how to embody that silent confidence, um, we don't have to, when we say expect to be misunderstood, this doesn't mean going out into battle again, day in and day out. And for a lot of us, this means opening up conversations at those points of misunderstanding. Um, this is why you and I show up week after week to have these conversations, um, to speak to a point. I don't remember if it was on the Speak Our Truth episode, but you kind of acknowledge, and I love how you did this, that what we do here on the Self Healer Soundboard is we are sharing what it is for us, me, Nicole, and, and you, Jenna. Um, we are sharing the truths, the reality, how we're using this information again to create our world. We're not, you know, our hope isn't for you to just embody our truth now as your own. Um, for a lot of us, it's those moments of misunderstanding which open up a conversation. And that's what you and I are committed to do week after week again, is to have these conversations, to share our thinkings of on these different topics. Again, holding space 
for the points of misunderstanding and welcoming all of you to use those moments to become curious, to use those as an empowering space for you to get so confident in what your truth is that you can continue to walk forward in it regardless of who is misunderstanding you or the world around you. So as Nicole mentioned, we are here sharing our stories and we understand why that so deeply resonates. And we share our stories because we also understand how much it resonates and supports and helps us as well hearing your stories. It's only from years and years and years of listening to others, experiencing others, witnessing others. In addition to ourselves, it comes from a self-place first, but it's being around that really diverse experiences, communities, environments, and and witnessing and seeing human behavior, beginning to see our collective patterns, our collective habits. That's why so many of you listening resonate so much because Nicole and I aren't unicorns up here by any means. We're humans who have very human patterns and very human habits. So we're up here willing to talk about them and we're so grateful that so many of you are one willing to listen and also willing to talk about your own and willing to share about your own. And a great place to do that while we do record this for audio on all podcast platforms. We've also been publishing every episode with closed captions as a video on our YouTube channel, The Self Healer Soundboard. And the YouTube comments are the quickest way for us to real time engage and talk with you and hear your experience on each individual episode. We also have a Self Healer Soundboard Instagram account that is selfhealers.soundboard. We post closed caption clips of an episode or episodes there every day as well. So the comment section there is a place to engage though. We really encourage you if you are wanting to, you know, share your own truth. We want to hear about you. We can only share our own experience and so much of your sharing has, you can see replies from people who are otherwise strangers around the world. Some person comments and then suddenly four other people are in reply to that person with us even removed <laughs> But they're there supporting each other, resonating with each other. And a lot of people are discovering that, you know, what had them feeling so misunderstood and so alone was actually just misunderstood and alone for the small micro environment that they came from or that they were around. So this podcast and our work, everything we do is on a global scale intentionally. It's one of my favorite things. I think, Nicole, it's your favorite thing about this is that this is global. It's humans from all walks of life, all talking about the same things and the same work. So we would love if you guys hop over to YouTube, hit the like button, leave a comment, sharing yourself, what you take from these episodes, what's true for you. We want to make you just as much a part of the conversation as we are here when we record. And as always, looking forward to continuing this ongoing conversation with you all on the next episode.